Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. Joining me, John Breach. We're here to break down, in emergency fashion, the Dave Canales hire by the Carolina Panthers. Two emergency podcasts for us, Breach, in uh, 12 hours or so, uh, 18 hours. Not exactly as spicy as the Jim Harbaugh news, uh, but... Carolina Panthers have now completed both their general manager and they completed the coaching search within a few days of hiring formally Dan Morgan as their GM. And we can touch on that as well. Dave Canales, the Buccaneers offensive coordinator, a guy who worked with Dan Morgan in Seattle for like maybe seven years, close to like a, a long time. They know each other. Well, Canales had success with Geno Smith there in Seattle jumps to Tampa Bay does great things with Baker Mayfield, gets the Bucs a playoff win, and now will be the head coach in Carolina on a scale of 1 to 10 breach. How surprising is this hire? Uh, I would say it is, is 10 most surprising and 1 is least 10 surprising. 10 is most surprising and 1 is least surprising. I'm going to put it at a 3.3. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to say, say 1.5. <laughs> okay. That makes me feel better because I was actually – I don't want to be – I didn't think you would be surprised at all. For me, it was, if you're the Panthers, you want someone this inexperienced who's only got one year under his belt as an offensive coordinator. That was the surprising part was, is that if you're David Tepper, are you trying to hit a home run? Or are you trying to be bringing in a guy like this? But then the flip side, and look, what have we talked about for like a month now? Who wants the Panthers job? Why would you want the Panthers job? And I think you just hit the nail on the head with Dan Morgan and Dave Canales having this relationship that goes back to 2010 in Seattle, if you're Canales or any coach for that matter, you don't feel comfortable taking the Panthers job because you might lose your job in the first year. You might get fired, but unless you're best friends with the general manager. Yep. And in that case, you know you at least have some job security and that you're not going to get fired in year one unless the general manager gets fired too, but I don't think Tepper would be that crazy. Uh, so I think that's it. It is it, because you know the general manager that gives you the security. I think that's why Canales felt comfortable taking his job. That's a great point. Um, I also think, and we talked about this on uh, Wednesday's podcast with uh, Dues and BMAC, that a lot of times with these head coaching candidates, and I, and I sort of pointed out how you know you have to be. Uh, I was I was we were having a discussion like, do you need to be careful? You know, because I asked dudes basically like, you know, Rex Ryan was the Jets coach, gets fired and dove right back in with the Bills and hasn't, you know, got fired from that job and hasn't been in coaching since. And sometimes you can um, you can burn yourself by jump diving in too quickly into a head coaching job where there are obvious red flags there. Um, and then, you know, the follow up was 
sort of, okay, well, what do you do if you're a guy like Dave Canales, who is a hot name? And their point was, and I agree with this, is, is that Canales, you know, Byron Leftwich was a hot name in coaching circle, head coaching circles just a few years ago. Yeah, his work with for like one year, for one year. But his his work as an offensive coordinator for the Bucks. Now, granted, Tom Brady, different story. He's getting major buzz as a head coaching candidate. It's just a matter of time until he gets hired. That falls off a cliff. He gets fired by the Bucks, and his name ain't even sniffing a head coaching search, right? Much less like an OC job. And so, if you're Dave Canales, you got to strike where the iron's hot here. Even if it means taking a job with the Carolina Panthers, which by by far and away the worst job for a head coaching candidate out there in the sense of what you have to work with. You gotta like Bryce Young. You don't have a first first round draft pick. You're in a division. Now, granted, you're taken away from the, your old team, the Bucks, by keep you know, selling going. it, Brenton. Keep selling <laughs> all the reasons no, why. So it's, it's, the, the it's the worst job by far. But if I'm Dave Canales and I've been an offensive coordinator for one year, and I am Dave Canales was he's forty, he's my age. He's actually born May seventh, nineteen eighty one, Harbor City, California. So he is, um, like. I'm basically two months older than me. You know what I would do in a heartbeat breach? Get paid millions of dollars per year to coach the Carolina Panthers. Like if I, and, and, and like he just got, he's getting life changing money. He's becoming a head coach in the NFL at age 42. And he's doing it with just one year of experience. To your point, I think it matters a ton for Dave Canales that he has Dan Morgan there who he can trust. But it's also like, this is a there's in a, in a head coaching searching cycle head coach search cycle. Whew, say that five times fast with Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick out there for Dave Canales to get a job is pretty wild. And if you're him, you absolutely jump on this opportunity with a guy you know in Dan Morgan, a guy you a GM you trust, like you know there's not going to be some power struggle coming in. You believe in him, uh, and even if you get fired by David Temper eleven games in, like Frank Reich you are still getting a life-changing amount of money. Yeah, absolutely. So it is hard to say no when you spin it like that. And so I think Dave Canales was in that rare position where this did make sense. I'm not sure it made sense for a lot of other people. And look, the other part of Dave Canales is you look at his track record. You mentioned Bryce Young. That's such a key part of this job is can you find someone who can – make Bryce Young better, who can build an offense around Bryce Young because he is going to be your quarterback. If you take him that high in the draft, he is your quarterback for next year. Probably next year, you're looking at least two more years, even if you don't like him. Even if he is not good, I think you have to start him for at least two more years. But best case scenario is your quarterback forever. Right? Oh, Princeton's muted. So I'll just say this real quick. The reason I like him with Bryce Young real I quick agree. Okay, is that you look at what he did. He, he was the he started uh, with the Seahawks as a wide receivers coach, but he was also their QB coach, passing game coordinator uh, during the latter part of Russell Wilson's career. And and Russell Wilson had several good seasons with him as uh, the QB coach. Then you look at what he did with Geno Smith in 2022. Uh, I mean, we can all agree that whatever happened to Geno Smith, it, something flipped. Somebody helped him. Whatever it was, he didn't look like the quarterback he was 
the early part of his career. He looked like a guy who could carry a team to the playoffs, and he did it. And then you look at what he did with Baker Mayfield in 2023. So when you look at those three things, you immediately think maybe this guy can actually make Bryce Young into a playoff caliber quarterback. And so, yeah, I think this this is good for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I agree with you. Like, the Bryce Young thing, anybody who is taking the Carolina Panthers job had to have told David Tepper, I can make Bryce Young work. Like, you didn't, you're not getting this job by saying, I think Bryce Young sucks and we need a new quarterback. Because David Tepper wants Bryce Young to be right in the same way that Jerry Jones wants to win a Super Bowl as a general manager. It's a, it's a matter of pride at this point. And, you know, we've, Bryce Young has, has caught some plenty of heat for his performance um, this season. David Tepper's caught plenty of heat for, for meddling and drafting him. And I don't think that's going to slow down anytime soon. If Bryce Young becomes a good quarterback, everything the, the criticism of David Tepper and the criticism of the Panthers eases up significantly. And whether or not that happens, I like I don't think we can know. I mean, it's it's too early in his career. I it's too early for to write him off as a bust, too, like people like Pete Prisco do. Um, but yeah, if you're Dave Canales, you told David Tepper, I can come in here, but you say, Look, we need to get some wide receivers, <laughs> we need to get some weapons for this guy. But you look at what, what I did for Baker Mayfield and what I did for Geno Smith. Two quarterbacks who, you know, Baker, a former number one overall pick, was in Carolina. They saw Baker firsthand. And we're like, man, this guy sucks bad enough. Let's cut him midway through the season and bench him for Sam, bench him for Sam Darnold and cut him midway through the season. Like, that's how they feel about Baker Mayfield. They let him leave midway through the season after benching him for Sam Darnold. And then Dave Canales helps take Baker to the playoffs and does it on a, when you're redoing the offensive line. Uh, almost, almost really completely, you know, you saw with Tristan worse move to the left side. So like, who, even was you're the all, who, who was the Panthers coordinator last year? Offense coordinator, Thomas Brown. He still is in, no, no, in 2022, not 2023. Uh, when Baker was there, it was, was it uh, wait, when, when, when Baker Mayfield was there, was it, was it Ben McAdoo? I don't know. He was there. I'm only asking because uh, it, it was, does I, make I'm, you, I'm looking right now. It's, it's a good question. It was Ben well, McAdoo. It makes that person look silly for, hey, I couldn't develop an offense with Baker Mayfield. And then it was McAdoo. <laughs> and then you see Canales do this immediately. It's and even Sean McVay did it to a point where, you know, Baker Mayfield had a huge game with him. So yeah, it's I think what you're saying is definitely former Giants coach Ben McAdoo. <laughs> Hadn't heard that name in a while, Breach. Oh, there we go. Take a drink. We mentioned McAdoo on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Joe Brady, somebody in the chat asked, wasn't it Joe Brady? Joe Brady was before McAdoo. Remember, this has been a situation with David Tepper where he sort of forced um, the offense, the, the, uh, he sort of for forced the offensive coordinator on various coaches. Like Thomas Brown wasn't a guy that Frank Reich wanted to hire. David Tepper wanted a superstar coaching staff. And you also had, uh, Joe Brady, who was forced on Matt Rule. I'll be curious to see how much David Tepper involves himself in this coaching staff and in football operations. Um, I asked Dues and BMAC if they thought that the Dan Morgan thing, VP of football operations, that title, where you know his promotion, what it meant for them. I'll tell you what, let's take a break and we can discuss that and how they'll build this out after the break next. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So, as I was saying before the break, we discussed whether or not Dan Morgan and whether or not his title as VP of Football Operations meant that David Tepper will meddle more or less in the Panthers this season. Any thoughts on that, Breach? I think that David Tepper, for the 2024 season, is going to do his best to keep his hands tied behind his back and let Morgan and Canales do their thing. And now if they do something egregious that he does not agree with, I could see him meddling. But the way it's set up right now, it does seem like he understands that, okay, firing Frank Reich midseason, a little crazy. Firing Rule midseason, a little crazy. Firing Ron Rivera. I think he realizes is as read the headlines. He seems like a guy who reads his own press and yes. realizes that you cannot do this in the NFL. You can't just make decisions on a whim and think they're all going to work out. So I think for at least one season, he will do his best to keep his hands clean and everything, let them run the show. And then if he's not happy, he'll he'll start meddling again next offseason. Yeah, I think that um I think I think I think that's a great call. He is gonna try his freaking hardest not to be like just jamming his hands in every single facet of this football operation because it's gone so poorly. He he got absolutely roasted last season. Like I I honestly thought I do the Panther Stadium show on um on Sunday mornings and I like every Sunday and I thought they were gonna fire me from that job because of I was like say, how do they keep inviting you back? You're like Mr. Anti Panther, even though you know well, all about the Panthers. I, well, like the column I wrote on Dave Tepper for CBSSports.com, I mean, I went scorched earth on him. And, and my dad texted me. He was like, that's fantastic. You really ripped this guy. I was like, oh, boy. Like, that's – my dad thinks I ripped somebody. It's probably a problem. Uh, <laughs> but, but but the point being is, like, I, I – like, but I don't know if David Tepper read it. I don't care if David Tepper read it. And I don't think, like, if he didn't, it wouldn't surprise me because there were so many of these articles. Everyone wrote one. Like, everywhere you – like turn there was an article there's something ripping david tepper for how badly he screwed up the panthers and like you know and then you have they're giving away the first round pick had to fire everybody blah 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 like i think that you're right he is going to try his hardest to not meddle to let and there's no first round draft pick to meddle in either he's going to try and let the football people do football things and if he does that i would expect you could see a pretty quick turnaround from Dave Canales and this Panthers team. And by turnaround, I mean, win double game, double the games you won last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just because the the division they play in, uh, you just made one of your opponents weaker, the team that just won the division because you just took their offensive coordinator. We saw Rashad White tweet out, no, uh, after Canales got hired. So clearly he was not thrilled to see Canales go. And I feel like Baker Mayfield probably feels the same way. So you made the Buccaneers worse. Who knows where the Falcons are right now? They don't even have a head coach. And the Saints are the Saints. Can you ever trust Derek Carr? So it does feel like if you have a steady hand and you 
and make Bryce Young a better quarterback that you absolutely can compete quickly in this division. This isn't like taking a job. If the 2-15 and 15 Panthers were in the AFC West or the AFC North, I'd be like, <laughs> they're not going to do anything next year. But, man, you can compete right away in the division they're in. Yep, I think so, too. Um, I'll be interested as well. You know, we saw with the Buccaneers how they managed to sort of rejigger the offensive line under Canales and keep Baker protected despite all the turnover there. The Panthers have invested a lot in the offensive line. They just switched up schemes, and I, I think that that could be key for Carolina if Canales can get a scheme that highlights the strengths of his various players. You know, like Yiki Aquanu was terrible last year and hasn't been a very good pass protector in his career, but got better his rookie season, changing a bunch of schematic stuff with your offensive line, a young offensive line is just, it's just dangerous. So I, 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 I think that that could be key getting some weapons, obviously going to be a big deal. Mike Evans is a free agent, by the way. Ooh, Mike Evans probably wants to play with Baker, probably wants to stay in Tampa Bay and play with Baker, but maybe he loves Canales. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, I think what, which, which excites you more Bill Callahan to the Titans or, or Dave Canales to the uh, Panthers. I'm going to say Callahan just because he comes from a, a track record of, you know, two AFC title games in three years and has that going for him. But, you know, he wasn't calling plays and, and there's, you could certainly make the argument that Canales is just as they're similar hires. Um, but I, I would give Callahan the slight edge. Hmm. I'll go Canales because Ooh. I think the Panthers job I rank the Titans job a little bit better than the Panthers job, but I'm not entirely sure just because of the draft pick, almost entirely because of the draft pick. Well, and Tepper. And Tepper yeah. Yeah. Not having, well, yeah, not, I mean, it would be pretty sweet to work for like six months and get paid for five years. So, you know, <laughs> like, uh, that's the that dream. Nice? That is the dream. I know. Um, I'll be honest, not a ton left to talk about in this podcast. Anything else you want to cover with Dave Canales? It's the Panthers. They're your team. I mean, they, they don't have a first-round draft pick. They have Bryce Young. You got to be able to fix him. Um, They need to get better. at the, Like, their wide receivers and their weapons have to get better. I mean, they have to improve that. And that's going to be on Dan Morgan. You know, if you look at what Scott Fitterer did, part of the reason why he got – I mean, a large part of the reason he got dismissed is because – not just a Bryce Young pick over CJ Stroud, which looks disastrous, but also because of the you know lack of weapons that he put around Baker, excuse me, around Bryce Young. You know, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark with their big ads this offseason, Hayden Hurst. And you know, this is that's just not a group. Like at the time, I talked myself into it because it's like, all right, this offense is gonna be dink and dunk, they're gonna run the ball. Miles Sanders was a massive bust. He got benched for Chuba Hubbard midway through the season. All their free agent and Thielen had a really good year, but he was basically just a third down conversion machine. And you know, they would they like he was their only option on offense. They have to get some speed, they have to get uh somebody who can take the top off. I, I don't know, you know, this is a pretty good um yeah, this is a pretty good uh wide receiver free agent situation and, and draft class. They don't have a first round pick. I think that's got to be paramount for them. And that falls more on Dan Morgan than it does on Dave Canales. Yeah, exactly. And I think they have Brian Burns hitting, uh, possibly hitting free agency. Uh, so they have a couple decisions to make, but this isn't a uh, Jim Harbaugh situation where 
you're a billion dollars over the salary cap and you have to fix a whole mess this offseason. The Panthers aren't in bad shape at all, besides the fact that they don't have that first-round pick. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason. Agreed. All right. That's going to be a key thing to watch. That's the Panthers. They hired Dave Canales. It's exciting. Woo. Who knows what's going to happen? And as noted by Jonathan Jones, the fifth Mexican-American head coach in NFL history, which I feel obligated to mention as... Who's the, who's the first? A Mexican-American. I think it was Tom Flores. That's right. With the Raiders. And I think I only know that because... Does Ron Rivera count as two of those hires or just one? Uh, I think he only counts as, as one. one. right? Yeah. I think and, you know, the only reason I know the Flores one is because he was... The head coach, his first year as head coach, Brinson, was 1979. Do you know who the Raiders kicker was during Flores' first year as head coach? I'm guessing it was Jim Breach. It was Jim Breach. There you go, man. We just tied it all together. We just tied everything together. Synergy, baby. All right, that'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Dave Canales hired by the Carolina Panthers. We'll have much more on all the coaching hires. For Breach, I'm Brinson. See you guys later.